Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel. Yesterday we're here back with episode 62 of your favourite F1 nerdy podcast. Of course now, your favourite Red Bull themed nerdy <laughs> F1 podcast as well. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Jamie183. How how we doing mate? I'm good. I'm in another new location. Uh, yes. Take that one off. Um, Looks like I'm in a prison cell because I've not really had time to put anything up yet. Um, but there we go. Yeah, we're are you here. allowed to put things up in prison, are you? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently. I saw, okay. I saw Shawshank. I'm going to dig out from behind it. Go for it, man. You, if you have the same poster that Shawshank did, I would be <laughs> amazed. Fair play to you. Fair play. Um, but yeah, look, like we said, we're back this week, of course, to review the British Grand Prix. Of course, <clears throat> yeah, brilliant, brilliant weekend. You know, if you follow me other on on social media, you'll know that I was actually down. At Silverstone, of course, and that was only possible through our channel sponsor, Bybit. So a massive, massive thank you to them uh, for just the insane support. You know, we'll, we'll kind of disperse stories throughout the show today. Uh, but yeah, I cannot thank those guys enough for, you know, it was just such an insane experience. Uh, of course, you know, if you're listening or watching this on YouTube, uh, go check out the Spotify. I apologise last week to Spotify listeners that we didn't get a show up there. It's, I'll be honest, we recorded this, when was it, late last Wednesday It was Wednesday evening, evening wasn't it, yeah. Jamie? Yeah. Um, and I still had, at that point, five F122 videos to do. Um, now, for reference, they take between three to five hours each. Um, and I had a, what was it, about a nine o'clock train the next morning. Uh, so I basically, I mean, I was up till about 1am and then woke up again at half past five to edit all those videos. And I just completely forgot to put the show on Spotify. So you're talking, so. but all I'm hearing is excuses. It is so. all excuses, yeah. But I, I do apologise to everyone. So, yeah, you know, if you're listening to this show now on Spotify, with a bit of luck, I'll have put the other show yeah. up <laughs> earlier on today uh, for continuity's sake. Um, but yeah, of course, as well, you know, go check out the uh, show on Spotify as well. Uh, links to F1 merch, Manscaped, you know, it's all down there, down below. Fanatec affiliate link now as well. Uh, you know, we're jumping on that hype train. It's a very, very exciting time. And as my PA, Jamie, have I forgot anything? Uh, follow me on Twitter. We haven't said that for a while. Yes, follow I don't know me why on you would. Twitter. That's I'm not very shame. funny, but there you, we go. No, don't follow Jamie on Twitter. Just <laughs> please follow me. Follow me on. Follow me for some funny well basically half of my twitter to be honest at this point is just retweeting your top gear memes it's true um, yeah but yeah i've got some fun pictures from the weekend as well up there but yeah before we got into this weekend though jamie of course four teams this week bringing major upgrades towards silverstone they were of course mercedes you know home race of both their drivers this was sort of meant to be potentially the turning point uh for mercedes as well has mm. Finally bringing some more big upgrades. Alpine and Williams kind of did, but only for Albon. And yeah. let's be fair, that kind of was a waste in the end, as we'll get on to later on. And it's also been confirmed Latifi won't get said potential upgrades for at least a few weeks. So France at the earliest. Yeah, so not for the next race in Austria, unfortunately for Latifi. Um, yeah, we spoke about him a lot on, uh, on last week's show, the preview, but... For all those teams, actually, it seemed to be okay. Uh, other than well, Williams, of course, because one of their yeah. cars, the car with the upgrades, got destroyed inside 50 meters. But um, yeah, the other three teams did pretty good this race. So fair play, the upgrades seem to be working, especially Mercedes. That should should make it more interesting because they certainly seem to be able to hold a candle to Ferrari, which a couple of weeks ago they definitely weren't. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit more during the show. I suppose quickly as well, we probably ought to mention, actually, 
are all the controversy that came out Saturday night. I know I'm jumping ahead <coughs> slightly, but it's kind of related to all this, isn't it? Of apparently Ferrari and Red Bull have been using a more flexible floor than Mercedes deemed fair. Yeah, I didn't see much about this other than... No, it was a bit someone, weird, wasn't it? Someone messaged me saying MV0, zero championships. That was about it, really. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a Hamilton fan, shock. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Of course, Mercedes are going to think there's problems because they've been losing all season. So it's not that much of a surprise, I don't think. Well, it much was, will come yeah. of it, really. It was different interpretations. Of the, <clears throat> I, I'm completely with you. I don't think anything's going to come from it. Uh, but I think yeah, it was different interpretation of the rules, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that Mercedes and basically every other team have kind of gone, well, they can't do that. And Ferrari and Red Bull have kind of gone, yeah, why not exactly? Yeah, we have, D- so suck it up. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll cover that again, you know, later on once we sort of know more about that. But certainly a point that I don't think is going to go away anytime soon. Let's get then into the British Grand Prix weekend. You know, Silverstone, July... It was going to rain throughout a lot of the weekend, <laughs> as you would come to expect. Um, practice, though, pedal cam for the first time, Jamie, pretty much since we were both born. Yeah. We had a pedal cam feature at a Formula One weekend. Yeah, it was quite cool. I don't. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't the most in- insightful thing in the world because it was. It was angled yeah. the wrong way. It was angled the wrong way, I thought. It was like behind the pedal, whereas you kind of want above the pedals if you can, but obviously yeah. you can't. There's no space for it there. So. It was interesting, but yeah, it's not it's not like going to revolutionise F1 broadcasting, I don't think. No, no, it's not quite Halo Cam, is it? Not Halo no, Cam, sorry, uh, Helmet, Helmet cam. cam. Yeah, yeah, they were they were always quite cool. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think like we said, you know, with some in- with some tweaks, some additions, um, it it will be a good feature, I think, but it certainly needs some refining. I guess that kind of shows just how pretty boring most of free practice was to be honest obviously Lance Stroll went off in uh, FP1 uh, but there were no sort of major incidents uh, then we also just saw Williams kind of decide their whole paint scheme this weekend was going to be Flovis during practice yeah. for whatever reason surely that much Flovis isn't effective yeah it's just going to be like oh my car's red now brilliant that's it's not really na- showing if, if we make it red it'll be Ferrari <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> no I don't know was it only an Albon's car? I guess they're trying to test the upgrades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit wild. We've seen it before. Uh, yeah, I'm just shoving Flovis on wherever they can. But fair play. I'm sure they, the engineers know a lot more than we do about that. So. Well, yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, this is the Knowing Wheel podcast. Yeah. So, come on, we, we know we know wheel, <laughs> not aerodynamics. Um, but yeah, I mean, sort of the general overview of free practice was that there wasn't any major changes. You know, Ferrari, Red Bull at the front. Um, and no sort of real surprises behind. Then we get into Saturday, Jamie. Qualifying day. And again, things are looking incredibly soggy. Yes, you would know. Um, although, didn't you have a, did you have a roof? So, I <laughs> was... This is a beautiful little segue, Jamie. Fair play to you. There we go. Uh, so, I was... If you've sort of seen Silver, so you know, you've got the front straight, you know, you've got the huge grandstands on the one side, and then above the pit lane, you know, you've got the huge facility. I have actually... I kind of forgot, to be honest, how long that building's been there. Uh, because I sort of got inside and realised I'd been in there before. Uh, no, they've done major changes since then, haven't they? Um, the Silverstone wing, I think, was done in a lot of the A lot of the... Yeah, some of it was then, and yeah. then a lot of it was more recently updated. 
um, because I kind of forgot I went there. I think it was in 2018 uh, for an Fair. event for the World Rally Cross Championship. But um, yeah, so I, back to the story. You know, obviously you got the huge balcony along the front, which was fantastic uh, because most of it was covered, but then the front bit isn't. Yeah. Now, what's really odd, and I think I kind of I, it was weird that I hadn't thought this was going to be the case anyway is of course hospitality at a formula one weekend jamie very very weird of course i'm not used to it no one there cares about formula one if you're in hospitality yeah all you're there to do is link up with other people and network so which is obviously very good for them but of course, then I'm going around going, look at fast race cars. I'll stand in the rain for two hours and watch them. And As obviously other, just other people are just canapes. handing out business cards. Yeah, and canapes. So it was great for me because obviously if they were outside, none of them wanted to go in the rain. So I had the perfect viewing right at the front there in the rain. Uh, but great. yeah, mo- to, to sort of round out the story, most of it was sheltered. But if you wanted the best seats, it wasn't uh, or not as sheltered. But I didn't care. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, Q1 was uh, pretty wet. Uh, the only major real talking point, I think, was Albon went out in Q1. Latifi went through, which was yes, a bit unexpected. And Albon was very annoyed about the... Uh, yeah, they told him to do a cool-down lap to obviously call the intermediates. And then he went again and had no tyre temp and then was very which, annoyed yeah. that they told him to do a cool-down lap. But then I kind of think, just don't do one. But there we go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You don't have yeah. to listen to your team at all times, as we were shown later in the weekend. But yes, yeah, very true, very true. Um, but yeah, I can understand why Albon was annoyed because you think you know the team have got all that data. Yeah, you'd hope they would listen. Seb as well, of course, very annoyed because it was both Aston Martins, both Haas and mm. Albon out in Q one, and yeah, two weekends where Aston Martin in a wet qualifying session have absolutely bottled it for both their drivers, and they've just yeah. been nowhere near the pace. Um, then, but of course, we move into Q two. And one of what what at the time we thought was probably going to be the biggest talking point of the weekend, somehow <laughs> Nicholas Latifi just ends up in Q3. And even watching the qualifying recap about three times, I still don't know how he managed it. It was very weird. It was yeah. It was it kind of reminded me of um, Jennifer Brazil 2018 when I thought you were Marcus say 2010 then. No, Marcus Ericsson just rocked up in Q3 and qualified sixth in the Sauber. That was Charles, wasn't it? No, nah, Charles was outqualified by Marcus. They were both in Q3. But oh, they were both. It's yeah, like yeah. it's the driver who everyone kind of agrees is like the worst on the grid. But it's nice to see him was show it, the world. The worst on the grid then? 2018, probably him or Brendan Hartley. Oh, don't diss my man, Brendan. Like <laughs> not Stroll, not Grosjean. I think Grosjean was around. I'd say I'd take Grosjean over over Ericsson. Yeah, Grosjean had flashes of brilliance. <laughs> I suppose. Like it was nice to see the that. Indy 500 winner. Yeah, exactly. True. It was nice to see Latifi actually show he's got a bit of pace because it's been a while, probably Hungary or Belgium last what, year. About since 27 he... years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I don't think it will change very much in terms of his future. But it was nice to see. No, unless, it, say, for example, it does become a common occurrence, which... What, Q3 I, to I, Latifi? I'm yeah, I sure. really don't think it will. Um, but, I mean, if it did become a common occurrence, then maybe he's got a good chance. Unless, of course... Williams upgrades were not upgrades this weekend and Albon did have a worse car. Yeah, they could have made the car worse. He certainly had a car worse by turn one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, Latifi, uh, it was was funny as well because in Q3 he did like a two minute 12 or something. Two (laughs) one two, Mike! Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I did that with an Australian accent, but two one two. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he used all his inters, all, you only get four sets, and he's used all four of them trying to get into Q3. Uh, so he just didn't bother even trying on ward inters. <laughs> or maybe he was trying. You can only do a two minute. Yeah, the 20, 20, just off 20 seconds off the much. pace. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a decent, decent effort though by the TP. And I mean, yeah, for Q2 though, Ricardo, Ocon, Sonoda, Bottas, and Gasly all out. Shout out to Joe for being yeah, Bottas three well, races in a row. Yeah, I was going to say, Bottas. What's happened to his pace, man? Well, he had Joe in the back pocket, and now suddenly Joe's just kind of picked. I mean, it up, I hadn't think he? Joe has absolutely found a level since Baku where he's actually comfortable in the car. And like, obviously, rookies generally have that turning point at some point in their first season, if they're anything serious. You hope so, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see that Joe is now well done, qualified, out qualified in three races in a row since Baku. Two of them in the wet as well. I mean, Bottas has never been that good in the wet. Exactly, yeah. But, That's um, kind of taken Joe's credibility yeah. away there. Is what but neither is Joe through the junior formula, to be fair. Well, Joe was but, never that quick during the dry in junior formula. Well, he was on occasion. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very happy for him. Uh, qualifying went very well. Let's uh, let's leave it there for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, again, we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, but yeah, we got obviously got into Q three. Uh, it was actually very dramatic, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, I tell you what, Jamie, Q three. You know, I reckon that might have been the right time to be in the Red Bull garage, listening to all of their comms. <laughs> oh, here comes the gloating. I didn't expect that. <laughs> Yeah, I must. It does sound pretty cool to just. I'm guessing you just heard GP and stuff on the radio. It was really odd. I mean, yeah. it was. Again, I think this was quite the fascinating thing because you know a lot of people sort of base comms off what they see on Drive to Survive and of course what is broadcast on TV. It's mad. There's so how much many more, comms isn't there? there are. It's. I mean, genuinely, you'll go out on an outlap and it'll be non-stop. Well, because the the only one you hear on TV is between the raid and the engineer and the driver. The, the engineer talks it's, to everyone, it's, basically. No, it's only it's only a few bits though. I mean, Max and Checo were both on the radio quite a lot to them. They only broadcast limited bits. Yeah. Um, be, and it takes quite a while actually for the broadcast to come through. I mean, yeah, even yeah. the quick ones are about a minute afterwards. Um, yeah. But I mean, literally, because we were listening in, and I think it was Max that was trying to get himself ready for a lap. Uh, and I mean, they're telling him every single person's lap times when they come through. I mean, it's, you know, for example, less, he probably doesn't care what time Joe Guanyu's done. Or does he? I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I tell you what, Joe was on pole for about 30 early, seconds. But this was later <laughs> on in the session. But I mean, I was so... Yeah, Joe was went mad. pole for a bit uh, during the first runs. And I was so hoping, hoping it was just going to absolutely te- like, tear it down with rain. That would have been amazing. That would have been uh, a madness, Unfortunately not. No, not quite. But yeah, I mean, you know, they're t- obviously they're updating you on gaps all the time, as well. well so you know, they, unless they you're go- Lance Stroll's engineer, unless you're Lance Stroll's engineer, Brad. Um, but yeah, they're <laughs> constantly going like Alonso twelve seconds behind, Sainz seven seconds in front. You know, obviously again, you know, change all these modes on the wheel, everything like that. But it is, and then of course they get round to the final two corners, and obviously it just goes silent, silent for yeah. the next two minutes. It's like the the league racing party chat. Yeah, pretty much, one of our but like even more, yeah. It's it's really, I mean, it's such so incredible, but really, really interesting as well. Just obviously how many comms there are about everything. Yeah, fair play. Not many people get to hear that, but there you go. No, no, very very lucky boy. Absolutely. So yeah, Q three happened. Uh, very interesting after the first run. Well, the very first flying laps. 
uh, Verstappen did a 360 out of Stowe and was still less than a tenth off pole. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty amazing. But uh, Yeah, because yeah, he Leclerc... wasn't happy after that one. No, I bet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Leclerc was quickest after, after one run. It was kind of like there was no all rain forecast or le- it was definitely getting less and less. So it was basically just quicker and quicker throughout the whole session. So yeah, by the end, everyone was kind of improving more and more. Verstappen usually leading the way throughout the session until the very end when... Uh, the very last laps happened and uh, Carlos Sainz was the first to cross the line and put it on pole with zero purple sectors, which is quite funny. Um, and yeah, Le- Max and Leclerc were behind and Leclerc Neither spun. Improved. Yeah. Well, Leclerc made a mistake, went off the track in the Maggots Beckett section and that obviously caused momentary yellow flags uh, that screwed Verstappen. So he had to back off, but these things happened. So he didn't seem that annoyed. I guess he was on radio. I don't know. We didn't hear it. <laughs> no, but... no. He he already had accepted. I think the lap wasn't going to improve anyway. Oh, fair. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ended up with Science with his first ever pole position. Which... Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the best bit about it was Science afterwards didn't know how. Yeah, he was he laughing was, like that. He lap said was it was terrible. an awful lap. Yeah, but he was the smooth <laughs> operator, and he fair play to him. He lived up to the moniker in qualifying that yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. And yeah, Red Bull were not happy about it because they thought they had it in the bag. Well, they really um, should have done. I think they definitely had the fastest car in that in those conditions. Exactly, and especially when you got Max in the car as well. Yeah, you know, they should have been comfortably. Um, but yeah, of course, it was Sainz pole, Max second, Charles and Sergio third and fourth. So it was Red, uh, sorry, yeah, Ferrari, Red Bull, Ferrari, Red Bull, Hamilton, a brilliant job in P five. Then not far away from Sergio, and then Lando Norris, Fernando Alonso, Russell, Joe Guanyu. Like we said, shout outs to him in P nine alongside Nicholas Latifi, and that of course brings us Jamie to sunday fun day yeah and it was fairly dramatic to say the least from the off um, yes obviously if you're watching this podcast you probably already know uh, let's be real but yeah the ferry the uh, the fiber lights are on lights out away we go and immediately uh max verstappen takes the lead on soft tires uh because everyone else was on mediums or the, certainly the two ferraris were um and hamilton as well gets past perez and leclerc straight up into third place and then by the time we even realise that, uh, Joe Guan Yu is upside down backwards into the gravel at turn one. Um, or which off was the gravel, very, yeah. Yeah, or, or not in the gravel. It's in the barrier, in fact, between two of them. Um, very frightening. They also didn't tell us for at least 10 minutes, I felt like, it whether was it was okay time. or not. Yeah. Which I kind of understand because obviously he was in the car for that long because it was lodged between two barriers and really hard to get to. But... Also, the clips emerged afterwards of obviously Russell out as well because he was part of the crash. Uh, stopped his car, ran over to the barrier, and basically immediately gave a thumbs up because he saw that driver was moving in the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you can like the marshal has done the same. You can someone can tell someone that he's okay and just get rid of all the anxiety for the fans. Yeah, but you never want to make that call too early, do you? No, I, I guess the problem. Um, yeah, because I mean, like I said, obviously we no one really knew what was going on and obviously i don't think they really can until the driver's out of the car because mm. you know joe guanyu might say for example hypothetically joe guanyu could have put his thumb up you know sort of said he's all right and then they get him out of the car and obviously he realizes say for example he's broke both his legs and obviously yeah. it's just the adrenaline going through him that he hasn't yeah, realized yet. they could have told us he wasn't dead which would have been quite nice um again you you certainly not want to make that call early, no i you? suppose no not at all but yeah it's very frightening 
uh, kind of. I mean, they never would have portioned blame because it was race like lap one racing incident. But yes, yeah. If it, was, if it was anyone's fault, it was George Russell's fault, in my opinion. Mainly um, George and a bit on Gasly. A bit on Gasly, but, but yeah, George George's was fault. moving over to the left because uh, Latifi got a better start than a pair of them. Got through the middle. Gasly tried to follow Latifi through, and Russell was gradually moving to the left yeah, yeah and clipped the left front of gasly which sent russell into the side of joe which immediately flipped him um, yeah no, i mean which it was, was just quite well, very very frightening yes yeah and i mean we've got to give it another shout out haven't we because i don't know what it is about alpha romeo's apparently i did read uh this morning a technical analysis on it and it's basically from what i can remember the roll hoops are tested with obviously pressure being applied vertically down on them sorry not vertically mm. uh, horizontally down on am i no you do mean vertically. Oh, i am thinking vertically aren't i sorry yeah yeah but they're not tested um if for side, side and yeah. horizontally so obviously what they were Which basically a bit saying, dodgy really if we exactly you know there's definitely gonna have to be an fi directive over this because like i said you know no halo zhou guan yu would have been going down into that gravel trap on his helmet yeah because the roll hoops integrity did not look brilliant. it just got completely yeah obviously shaved away off the top of it yeah which was crazy crazy i mean i guess we actually should probably should mention it's that probably well, shall, the as well. i was gonna say exactly the same yeah. thing because i mean it saved um roy nasani this weekend yeah. didn't it which he was completely self-inflicted but still it's, yeah yeah oh, that's a very bad thing to say in that moment jamie but <laughs> no obviously i'm not yeah. saying he deserves it but like no, the no, incident was but... completely nasani's fault um, yes yeah, yeah he, was, he was kept from harm's way by the halo Yes, and so. I mean, Sausage Curbs as well, going back to that instant. Yeah. Off yeah, the apexes of corners, please. I don't yeah. know how long it's going to take before they realise. In my opinion, that's still the reason why the the, Imbol- the, Imbol- the Monza crash with Saffin Hamilton happened. Like, the, if the Sausage Curb was flat, there's no launching of cars over another car and stuff. It's just so dangerous. Yeah, and I guess this is the thing, isn't it? Because certainly Turn 1 at Monza, I completely agree with you. The first part of that chicane definitely shouldn't. Um, well, you remember John Eric Vern um, in 2013, 2012, where he had a brake failure um, down towards Turn 1 at Monza, like lost the car completely, and then hit the sausage curve at Turn 1 sideways and oh, like, yes, had yeah. massive back pain because it completely launched him. Launched him. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, look, yeah, they definitely need to get rid of more of the sausage curves on circuits i guess sort of the only reason why they put them up at monza was of course because like you remember back in the late 2000s of <laughs> course just cars were just right driving everywhere. over the curbs yeah. it kind yeah. of got a bit mental so it's a difficult sort of balance to find isn't it i think i mean a lot of places but certainly on corner entries like that from high speed sections of circuits those sausage yeah. curbs on the inside because again obviously it's the famous one at spa isn't it a couple of years ago well quite a few years ago now looking back of it was one of the GP3 drivers, wasn't it? Who I don't know what you're thinking of. If do you mean? Oh, I'm trying. I can't you're thinking you're Monza, name, Alex Peroni. Is no, no, I'm not of. thinking of Peroni. Oh. I'm thinking of one at the bus stop at Spa years ago, where a GP3 driver went in backwards at about 120 miles an hour, I went over the inside curb, and I mean, literally flew about 20 feet backwards before he landed. I don't, again. I don't know. What you're I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was years years pretty, ago. Now, pretty um, dangerous. But, like I mean, they said on the commentary at the time, you know, that definitely, you know, they need to get... Because imagine if a Formula yeah. 1 car did that. And um, to be fair to the FIA, it usually does take an incident, which it shouldn't, but it usually takes an incident for them to realise. It's a sad reality, isn't yeah. it, still? Um, yeah. Yeah, the FIA don't really 
sort of they're not very proactive they're very reactive with this sort of stuff but hopefully they'll make changes and i I think they will exactly and i mean obviously the most important thing you know joe guanyu is all all right alex alban as well he had quite a hefty couple of hits Uh, because of course everyone's trying to avoid the melee down at turn one seb i mean nothing seb could have done no seb really ended him and put alex straight Straight into into two more impacts didn't he um uh yeah was it two? I thought it was one. It was one with... small one and then one quite big one. Yeah. I feel, um, and yeah, of course, you know, Alex. Yeah, very, very obviously happy that he's all right as well. Um, I suppose we probably ought to as well quickly mention, shouldn't we, Jamie? Um, the what? I can't even remember the name of their organisation. The the bunch of moron people who seem oh to be... oil people. I can't yeah, remember the name not, either. Oh, sorry, not oil people even. Yeah. The, the please stop using oil. Yeah. Yeah. The... Yeah. They broke onto track just out of the loop didn't they uh, on lap one yeah on lap one um and luckily the race was red flagged because if it wasn't then those people well they might not have met a pretty end to say the least yes um yeah, yeah i just don't get it at all I you're mean, protesting the one sport that's making changes and actually doing things to help the environment already but yeah luckily I've... no one was hurt no, no, exactly. I mean, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. Because, I I mean, again, it's a horrible thing, isn't it? Because things like that, you think that could go really badly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, I mean, let's be fair. F1 car versus human. That means human is going to be in hundreds of pieces yeah, everywhere. minced completely. With hundreds of thousands of people <clears> watching <throat> it there. Many and children course, watching as well. <laughs> one or maybe even more drivers that then have to live with themselves knowing mm. that's what they've done. Yeah. And like, I, I'm all for them protesting stuff, but do it in a safe way, please. And I, <laughs> I hate this idea as well. Of, oh, if we do it in a safe place, then it won't have a real effect. You know, like you're just endangering yourself and other people. It's exactly. like, what is the point? I did exactly. not get it. I mean, but, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's just, luckily nothing came of it. It was not no. the highlight because there was a huge crash. In, no, uh, exactly. One. Exactly. So I, I, yeah. I mean, let's let's give them exactly what they don't want, Jamie, and move on from it because <laughs> it was pointless for them. And hopefully, yeah, many of them rot in jail, um, even though they won't go to Fair. prison for it. They won't but, go to prison, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, um, a boy can hope. <laughs> yeah, they the bit of confusion in the hour delay while they're swinging at the red flag was the uh, the grid order, um, which people were a bit confused about because. Yeah, if you remember back to Bahrain 2020, I was shouting at the TV. It was very annoying because they were just chatting like rubbish on the commentary. <laughs> but um, yeah, they didn't understand. Or they were saying, oh, you've got to get to the first sector split because that's the first timing. Which, I mean, it's true you've got to get to a timing split, but it doesn't have to be sector one. It can be the end of the pit lane, like safety yeah. car two. Turn one. Yeah. So in Bahrain 2020, the Grosjean crash... Uh, everyone had got to say at the end of the pit lane safety card line two so they they reset it to that point because everyone had crossed this timing line whereas with this red flag not everyone had got to no not everyone still in the race had got to um the exit of the pit lane so they couldn't they couldn't take the grid from there which made it was unfortunate and it was definitely unfortunate for verstappen and hamilton who made good gains yes Um, yeah I thought but everyone that was still in it had got to that line. It was just because Alban hadn't. What happened wasn't in the race, so that wouldn't have mattered. No, exactly. But that's what I that's what I thought no, was not so everyone. bizarre. I think the the back few, obviously Vettel and uh, Ocon and Co. were busy having crashes but carried on and got themselves prepared. So they hadn't made it by the time they got to the red flag. 
I think was the problem. But either way, it resets the original grid because that was the last the last confirmed timing like timing thing they went to is all they had. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously that meant the whole grid, yeah, was completely reset. Apart from George Russell. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate. Because he, just out of instinct, uh, parked his car. He got a, a left rear puncture. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he stopped his car to get out because he obviously saw Joe flipping into a barrier. Um, got out of his car to go and check, ran over to the marshals, gave the thumbs up. And then ran back to his car to try and fire it up. And unfortunately, he couldn't. I'm, I didn't even know these cars could fire up under their own steam. No, that's not what happened, though, was it? I I was told it was the because the marshals had already moved it, he wasn't allowed because they'd had martial intervention, even though he, would, he told him not to touch it. From what I heard, it was... The FI he... wouldn't let him start again. Well, I, he, well, I thought I he got it back to the team and they were trying to repair it. No, no, he, uh, well, he got back in his car before they'd moved it anywhere and couldn't fire the engine up, which apparently you can do, but he couldn't manage it. And then by the time you get on the back of a low loader, obviously you're out of the race because you, yes. can't, you yeah. can't have outside assistance. Um, so it's unfortunate because he could have definitely continued his top five streak, I reckon, if he'd have carried on. Um, but yeah, screwed over everyone's fantasy team as well. So thanks, George. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that, probably the least important thing at the time. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, fair play to him. You know, good guy yeah. George once yeah. again. You know, looking after Joe Guanyu. I think oh, I saw Calamilot as well uh, tweet out today saying he's always that been doing that sort of thing. He's always yeah. done that. You know, Calamilot flipped a go kart years ago, and he said George Russell stopped his own cart and rolled it wow. back over so Callum could get out. Apart from him in 2021, where he uh, got out of his car to have hey, a go at Bottas. He, he went to check he was all right. Still, <laughs> like you know, friendly hit over the back of the head. And, yeah. a, and, a, and a bird as well. And a few swears. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there we go. Yeah, so we get back then, Ram Jamie, to the second start of the day. Um, and this time round, Sainz knows what he's doing off the start and defends from Max. And fair play to Carlos Sainz. The Spaniard got his elbows out. He did. He was very aggressive. Um yeah, I I was surprised. I think if it was Leclerc or Hamilton, it may have been a crash with Verstappen there. But uh, yeah, Science held the lead into turn one. Uh, Verstappen lost the momentum, having to go over the curb on the inside, um, and having to lift out. Uh, yeah, he's lift out a little did, bit as well. Uh, well, if he hadn't, he would have ended up like uh, Vettel twenty twenty, wouldn't he? he? Was just spinning on that inside curb. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that basically, well, Science kept the lead. Verstappen was P two. And then the big talking point was into turn four. Uh, four Leclerc. wide. Sorry? Four wide. Very yeah, big. indeed. So you had, well, Verstappen still trying to follow Sainz around the outside. Perez was kind of caught out by Verstappen breaking a bit earlier than expected. Yeah. So, so had Perez to die to the inside, basically. Left. Yeah, but Charles While already Leclerc is well. already committed to ascend on Perez. And it was, I mean, I saw it immediately on the camera. I was like, what is Leclerc doing? <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah. A bit weird, wasn't it? Because it was like your. I was going to say it's championship leader. He's definitely not, <laughs> not for a long time. He's been the championship no, leader, but no. he's in the running, or he should be in the running for the championship. You're fourth on lap one. Why are you trying to win it at turn four? Like, just have a bit of chill. And it, yeah, uh, it was kind of the old Charles that we thought we'd said goodbye to. Um, um I don't know because I was going to say from the offboard shot, I completely agree with you. When you look at it on the on-board, it, it looked a lot more in control from Charles than it looked off-board. Yeah. 
it was an unfortunate one because down the inside of yeah. uh, Perez, it just so happened that Sainz and Max were so far away from the apex, and obviously they both committed towards it that obviously they were four wide very briefly. Yeah, but Leclerc was briefly in second because he sent it so far. Yes, yeah. Um, but that ended up with obviously contact. Leclerc lost his right end plate and somehow it didn't affect the Ferrari too much for the rest of the race. Um, Perez lost it his left end plate and that did affect the Red Bull very badly. Um, had to pit basically immediately. He had a bit of a battle with Hamilton and Norris, but it wasn't worth fighting with uh, one arm tied behind your back. Um, and yeah, Verstappen got away with it. Uh, so did Science. That was the one, two, three at that point with uh, yeah Perez, well, briefly P4, but then eventually Hamilton P17. and Norris settling down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that meant obviously we had Checo trying to fight his way through from the back. Uh, and for a fair chunk of the afternoon, wasn't it? We were kind of building up to things and we kind of got madness at the start, madness at the end, but also quite a good race brewing as well. Right. Obviously, we saw lap 10, uh, Sykes made a bit of a mistake through the S's. Uh, through Magnus and Beckett's there, and that allowed Max Verstappen to take an easy very steed. And obviously, I think really all of us just thought that was going to be it then, didn't we? Yeah, I thought Max had nailed it. Like, race done. There we go, take another 25 points and move on. Um, but unfortunately not. Uh, like the very next lap, lap 11, Sonoda, who was running behind Gasly, I think it was P7 and 8. They were definitely yes. both in the points. Yeah. Um, Sonoda just, for some reason, absolutely sent it into uh, turn 3. And spun himself and Locked in doing so spun, also yeah. yeah in doing so spun gasly with by spinning his car into his teammate's car which was not the cleverest thing to do no, um, not i'm great. sure franz tost is uh not very happy with him or christian not christian order helmet marco for that matter um no yeah it was it was a very weird what like the, the alpha tari drivers are usually obviously they, they get on very well outside the car but they're also usually quite chill inside the car with each other and team orders, I think, have been used at AlphaTauri before. I don't get why he tried to do that. That was just a bit of a... Yeah, switch the brain off for a moment. And yeah, I, ruin I both their races. I feel like they'd already been battling before then. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah. Sonoda was kind of very close and kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to try and keep this battle going by getting up the inside. You know, sort of taken by surprise. Um, but yeah, that unfortunately meant, of course, yeah, not only were both AlphaTauris pushed way down the order... It also then meant Max Verstappen, one lap later, comes through and hits Sonoda's damaged... Well, some of the parts left from Sonoda's damage, yeah. which gives him a fair... It wasn't quite a just immediate puncture, wasn't it? But it was, wasn't either a slow puncture either. No. Um, so he a, has to pit. Yeah, bodywork floor damage, I think they said afterwards. but There was, yeah, damage yeah, wedged under the Played floor. havoc with the balance of the car. So obviously he thought he had a puncture just because it wasn't handling well. Uh science got through before the before he stopped before the end of the lap and then Verstappen just bailed and pit because he thought he had a puncture which is a fair assumption when your car's not really behaving as it should yes um yeah. and yeah it turns out well he came out in sixth behind Alonso and then didn't really make any inroads it's like oh no something isn't right here and it turns out it was this non-critical piece of debris kind of like what Bottas had in Imola 2020 yes um, yeah where you've got a bit of debris lodged in your car somewhere which just obviously plays havoc with aerodynamics and really left him scrambling for the rest of the race in terms of balance yeah so obviously again that basically meant you know max was sort of out of the picture sadly for the win mm. um then of course you know max now out of the picture ferrari won two again 
But Charles, with this damage, has rocked up to the back of Carlos Sainz. And you think if there's any other team than Ferrari, they tell Sainz to jump out of the way and let Charles Leclerc go through and build up a lead. But this is Ferrari, so they don't, for whatever reason. Ferrari used to be the team that used team orders, even when it wasn't allowed with exactly. um, Fernando is faster than you. Why would they not use Let team Charles orders? Let Charles through for the championship. Exactly. Exactly. They literally caused Team Order to be banned because they use them so often. <laughs> and yeah, it was... I mean, I kind of understand that Science got pole, was leading, was on for his first win. I feel like if it was two drivers who've got a lot of wins already, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I can see why they weren't trying to upset Science, but also... No! Uh, have more pace. That's not... Yeah, but that's not how F1 works. No, it's not. It's not all You yeah, put all your friendly, guy that's faster... In a position where he can utilise that pace. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, I just don't get it. But this, well, both of them pit eventually, I think around like 20 to 25 ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lewis but... Hamilton had slowly rocked himself into the picture. Yeah, well, not even so slowly, pace. was it? He was, I mean, Hamilton this weekend, you know, it was prime Hamilton home race. I'm giving yeah, it everything. Yeah. I was rooting for him a little bit, which it, it was amazing, to be fair. He did have a <laughs> mega weekend, to yeah. be fair. Probably, I mean, obviously, again, we'll talk about it in a minute, but he definitely was in the shank for the win at different points of the afternoon. Um, but, yeah, he comes... He obviously pits later on there. Ferrari then did end up finally swapping around, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. They gave Science a chance to match Hamilton's lap times, yes, who was still trying yeah. to overcut them, and he, Science couldn't match them, so they were like, right, please let Leclerc through, which he did, to be fair, and that kind of settled the race down a bit for well, about five laps. <laughs> Because yes, um, yeah. Hamilton Pitt had a bit of a slow start, but I don't think it made a difference um, in terms of positions anyway. Obviously, lost no, about a second no. and a half. Um, but yeah, comes out a little bit behind the Ferraris and doesn't really make any inroads because those hard tyres warm up were so bad. Yes. Um, and yeah, had a Ferrari one too, Hamilton third. Looked like that was kind of that um, until Estevan Ocon, who the team had frantically repaired after he had a completely sheared uh, track rod after the first corner crash. They repaired him and got him going again, only for the car to break down. Go all, uh, go all Renault on us and break down. <laughs> uh, that was lap 39. He uh, couldn't go anywhere, parked on the inside of uh, the old Cops. pit straight. And that was, yeah, immediately we were like, this is a safety car. This is, and yeah. Apart from Ferrari, who didn't think it was an immediate safety car. Or apart from Charles Leclerc's side of Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, again, like, neither of us are Ferrari fans. Neither of us are big Charles Leclerc fans, but neither of us could help but feel like he would absolutely like. I I can't remember what it was, but like apparently this year it's Charles Leclerc versus Verstappen and Checo and Red Bull and Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's uh, he's not having much much of a chance really. Just getting full on Ferrari, Disney. Yeah, you can see what it does to uh, what it did to Alonso and Vettel is kind of happening already. <laughs> and Charles is like what twenty four. Yeah. like he's gonna, he's gonna look be like getting grades already soon. yeah i mean it's just i mean basically what happened of course if you know if you didn't watch uh was obviously the safety car gets deployed charlecler is told not to pit meanwhile hamilton and science behind him because they've got obviously a massive gap back i can't remember who was it i think it was lando still in p4 uh, people perez i think Perez was still recovering. Um, no, but he had a stop to do. But then this was a free stop, wasn't it? Oh yes, sorry, yeah, no. So Checo, yeah, was P four, but he wasn't. He wasn't there. He wasn't in what in looked sync, like no. the net race, yeah. Um, so they've got a free pit stop. 
but Shal doesn't somehow. Which yeah. again, and I I watched a bit of of Sky afterwards, and Ted Kravitz literally asked Mattia Bonotto, "You oh no, sorry, it was Karen Chandok who asked him, but um, it was like you had time, you had like six seconds between Leclerc and Sainz, you could have pit them both, and also the safety car came out when Leclerc was just exiting, like he was just past the apex of Stowe, so that's yeah. easily enough time especially when it's done a, an in, 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 yeah in, in, in. especially when it's not even a debate whether you should have pit him or not it was the most obvious call in the world like oh it was it was a lapse of judgment from ferrari it shock was pure ferrari um, <laughs> energy wasn't it yeah but that you ended up with leclerc leading on his hard tires uh with Sainz, hamilton and perez uh, right behind all on softs and alonso and norris actually just behind as well on soft tyres, Vettel gained a bit, but he didn't pit. So he was P7 on the restart, um, ahead of uh, Schumacher. Or at that point, it was Verstappen, then Schumacher, and someone else, but I think maybe Magnussen. Or no, Latifi was still in the top 10 at this point. I thought but Latifi he... had just slipped. I oh, know, this or was maybe... after the safety car, wasn't it? The safety Latifi car restart, I think out, he yeah. was there, um, but yeah. on old tyres, he didn't pit. Yeah, so we had the restart. Um, well, but even before the restart, Ferrari were trying to be Ferrari again. Yep. <laughs> um, give Leclerc all 10 car lengths. Yeah, they told Science to back off and give Leclerc 10 car lengths, which, to be fair, I see what they were trying to do, and it wasn't a terrible idea. No. But no, it was left way too late to tell him, especially when Science probably is like, you're trying to let him win. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they were trying to let I don't think they were trying to let Leclerc win. I think they were trying to get him a gap to Hamilton and Perez. Yes, yeah, but basically all it was, and obviously yeah. science is thinking, you know, if I don't, if I'm not sat right in this guy's gearbox, I'm going to get destroyed immediately. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got Perez who's feisty on a fight back, and Hamilton who wants his first win of the year. Yeah, so I can, I can see, I can see both sides of it. I can see why Ferrari asked, but I can see why, why science refused, and it wasn't like controversial or anything. It's just common sense, really, from science. Yes, yeah, um, but this is the thing, isn't it? This isn't the first time Sainz has made his own call this year. And mm. both times, it's been the right call. Like, Monaco yeah. is the other example, isn't it? Where he told the team not to box. And they listened yeah. to him. And he beat Charles the needs to start doing it. And I mean, yeah. it'll probably get ugly between Charles and Sainz at some point. But well, it's part of the, part of the game at Ferrari, isn't it? Is that you've got to do everything yourself. We saw it with Seb in, uh, like, in 2020. When he was like, if I go to the end of these tyres, what lap time do I have to do? He was like being chief strategist while driving the car around spain um yeah ferrari it's just an unserious team really i mean it is just absolute insanity isn't it because if yeah. any other team did the sort of stuff ferrari do they'd be told they're so unprofessional and no one would sponsor them no but for yeah. i mean ferrari yeah just i'm 98 percent certain they don't actually exist in the modern era because it's just <laughs> i it and the problem is, the more I think about it, the less and less it makes sense with Ferrari in every possible conceivable way. Like, nothing about the company, never mind the F1 team, makes sense in the modern world. Yeah. It's, it's just bizarre. It's, it's such an odd rabbit hole. Um, but let's not distract us from the fact, we probably then saw the best final ten laps of racing we've had all oh, year. It was amazing. If not longer than that. I mean, Especially it, the the one lap in particular was unreal. Lap forty five was why you know tracks like Silverstone, tracks like Spa, Monza. You need these tracks on the calendar because when they deliver magic, my lord, do they deliver insane. magic? Yeah, and it was not only the track 
itself it was just the crowd as well was yes absolutely the incredible. atmosphere everything the atmosphere was so good but yeah we had um perez down towards stowe on lap 45 down the inside of leclerc um kind of similar to the 2019 battle um between leclerc and verstappen back then yeah yeah um but yeah leclerc swings it out wide gets a pretty good exit a side by side into veil leclerc forces perez off perez is having none of it uh keeps his nose well off the track but kind of in there uh, comes back on the class to go wide through goes lewis hamilton as the commentary Out said of nowhere yeah yeah hamilton insane just has both for chips yeah which momentarily up to p2 for lewis uh the crowd goes wild and then three corners later perez gets him back <laughs> but yeah, Checo's it got was no messing around yeah it was such good racing between all three of them really um yeah perez immediately got hamilton back and then hamilton tried to keep the nose in got a bit forced out and that let Leclerc immediately back through as well uh so he's back to where he started and also Fernando Alonso who I was begging was just going to get involved <laughs> he did try <laughs> been, he did he try. tried he tried his best I don't think the Alpine had the the drag set up on this race um but yeah Alonso well you had a battle of P2 between five different constructors and five of well certainly three of the better drivers on the grid yes and me well chuck in Norris in there as well why not yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, I'd argue Norris is up there at the moment. Still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just absolute insanity. Now, however, Jamie, there was one thing about all this that I wasn't a fan of, and this is the current culture within Formula One of pushing other drivers completely off the track. Yeah. I yeah. I've seen a lot of people sort of argue both ways with this. And the harsh reality I feel still is at the moment is it's completely dependent on whether there's tarmac out there or gravel traps. It's because we saw yeah. what Austria last year, you know, you force someone out wide, you get a five second penalty just because yeah. it's gravel. It should if they be, lose time, yeah. It should be the incident, the um, the rather cause, than, not the effect. Yeah, exactly. The cause, not the effect from it. Because, you know, we saw Perez being very aggressive with it. We saw Charles being very aggressive with it. And let's be fair, you know, none of them got penalties, so it's fine. You know, it was all fair playing. But mm. I sort of, I watched Max up against Sh- uh, Shumi a bit further back, and I couldn't help but feel, you know, the fact, you know, Max has obviously just completely slammed the door on him. And you know, if that's what the rules stipulate, that's what the rules stipulate. But I'm not a fan of that kind of racing where it's you just force the other guy with nowhere to go. I know I don't like it very much, and it kind of. The FIF boy on themselves completely. Entirely. The, the, this generation. Basically, I see it. it as like Verstappen came through 2015, yeah. was doing this every single race. But because yeah. F1 was dead at that point and it was exciting that yeah, Verstappen was doing this, it. they yeah. kept allowing it for so long that now all of this generation of drivers who were seeing that be allowed in Formula One have come through and be like, why can't I do this? Which, yeah, it's kind of like you see why, but it's just not. It, the thing is, it's not even dangerous. It's just a bit rude, and it's just yeah, not. Yeah, there's no. It's not all you want to see. It feels again because you know we're a bit more old school with it. I like to think you know it just feels a bit disrespectful. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, you know I'm not a Formula One driver. Um, but if I was in a league race, say, because that's how we can always compare these things. <laughs> if I was Mick Schumacher in a league race and someone had done that to me, I would just keep the nose there and be a dick about it. <laughs> just give both you damage. Yeah. I would no, genuinely because. Yeah. I don't feel, you know, it's fair to just completely shove someone off the road yeah. like that. And, like, you look back at... Well, whenever Hamilton and Alonso are battling, they actually leave room for each other. They're, Hamilton I mean, does it with everyone. You know, that is just the spicy battle, isn't it? Hungary yeah. last year. And it shows, you know, the drivers of a certain era 
definitely, you know, in our in our opinion, battled better. They raced better. Yeah. Yeah. It was more about racing rather than just getting the inside line and forcing someone off. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't think. Yeah. We're neither of us are a fan of it at the moment. That being said, gravel everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That (laughs) being said, though. It was still incredible, wasn't it? Those last yeah, few laps. Amazing racing. We saw. And then it didn't even stop. No. It was a lap later, um, obviously Hamilton's back behind Leclerc, who's still in his old heart, so he's not got the pace of the rest of them. Into the uh, the Brooklyn's and Woodcut se- uh, section, Hamilton gets past Leclerc, running outside of Woodcut. Um, unfortunately for him, Leclerc picks up the slipstream, much like what we saw on lap one in 2021. But we'll not go there. Um, and Leclerc absolutely sends it around the outside of Hamilton incredible move on old hards um yeah yeah, Hamilton actually hit the apex yeah uh, it's amazing what happens when you don't get forced right to the inside of a corner isn't it well it's amazing what happens when you don't understeer into the other car because you haven't forced completely (laughs) off the racing line onto all the but this is not about 2021 so we won't go there Yeah, I did. I did enjoy Hamilton's comment afterwards. To be fair, I thought that was a clever little jab. Yeah, I and did. it kind of reveals the facade that he doesn't actually like Verstappen very much, which we all kind of know. But there we go. Yeah, no. Um, last year, I think I, I I don't know if you saw as well. I think he did an interview today, uh, sort of talking about you know last because again you know it, it gets brought up still from time to time as you expect, <laughs> both in normal Formula One and on the show. Um, you know, he sort of said you know that the only sort of sensible way you can describe that sort of thing was as a traumatic experience anyway you know i've learned a huge amount from it you you know full well when hamilton brings out a book in a few years the fia is screwed yeah yeah they'll all have to resign that is gonna be such a read yeah i I mean he promised didn't was it 2018 2017 when he promised a book in 10 years time yeah yeah so we're almost there. <laughs> that book is going to be such a read because you think that, you know, there's been so many moments, you know. 2016, I'm, I'm 2016. Um, 2007, Hungary 2007, <laughs> Hungary. Um, just the end of 2007, you know, that, yeah. that gearbox issue. Um, In inverted commas. Yeah, exactly. Um, 2008, of course, Spa last I mean, year. That was, that was deserved, but yeah. A 25 second penalty. Well, that was a minimum penalty they gave. They gave it was a design to make sure Massa won. Let's be fair. <laughs> oh, well, we need to do that at podcast at some point. Oh, controversial we, opinions. Controversial podcast. opinions. Oh, wait, Spa think, would definitely be there. You think Hamilton deserved a 25 second penalty for following the rules? <laughs> um, yeah, we'll leave anyway, that for now. Anyway, back, back to this week, though. Like we said, obviously, Max and Mick having a brilliant battle right towards the end. And it did mean, whilst all this is going on, Science sailed. 150 races is taking him. All he needed was me there with a paddock pass. And Carlos <laughs> Sainz is a Grand Prix winner. Yeah, back-to-back wins for the uh, 2015 Torosso duo that you forgot about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get onto the yeah. quiz in a second. Oh, I'm Because i got one for that. Jamie now. Yeah, Sainz won the race. Perez, uh, second place, which is an amazing recovery, considering he was 17th by the end of lap two. Um or was it like it was like five? But ignore the technicality. Yeah. yeah. Hamilton P three. Yeah, um, Hamilton third place. Thirteenth podium at Silverstone, the most for any driver Insane. a single track, including ten in a row. Yeah, the last ten Silverstone races he's been on the podium, which is mad. And what the last one he wasn't would would, it, would have been when he got a puncture in twenty thirteen when he was winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so he would have got one then as well. So there you go. 
Yeah, uh, Leclerc P4. I thought he was going to end up behind Alonso and Norris, too fair, but he, he recovered it all right. No, he did surprisingly well, didn't he? Yeah, especially when he did all the race with half a wing. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Max Verstappen holding off Mick Schumacher for P7, which is not something we thought we'd be saying on the, the first start of the weekend. They've had their once-a-year battle with Schumacher yeah, and Max Yeah, if I got a nickel for every time Verstappen raced Schumacher with half a car... I'd have two nickels. You'd have two nickels, <laughs> which isn't a lot, but still weird. It's happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> Schumacher getting his first points in eight Finally. Place. Fair play. Finally. About time. There we go. Uh, and his mentor, Sebastian Vettel, P9, and Magnussen rounding out the points. His first point since Imola, I believe, Magnussen. Yes. It's been a while for Haas yeah, to has. get any points. Haas's first double points in three years. Wow, yeah. Which That's is a long time. insane. And, you know, it was good for the team. You know, we, we saw, uh, I think it was Mick Schumacher's mum, wasn't it? And his sister, you know, Karina. they obviously very much celebrating after the race. And, you know, you sort of think fair play for them as well. Yeah, uh, also it's, nice. Means... it's nice to see. I hope he does pull it together. Exactly. Also means, of course, we didn't have a 10-year wait for Schumacher points. Oh, yeah. Brazil 2012, last Brazil time. Brazil 2012, yeah, last time. So we didn't even have to wait 10 years, which is something... <laughs> And, you we know, did his I best hope to make it 10 years. <laughs> make we re- sure. I think we do really hope, don't we, now, that obviously Mick, you know, hopefully this is the start of more promising things in yeah, the second yeah. half of the year. But, you know, we'll wait and see about that. But, of course, yeah, six DNFs on the afternoon. Uh, Esteban off on engine failure. Uh, Pierre Gasly, that was late on in the afternoon, wasn't it? They retired him after the snow to get damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, Bottas as well. Uh, that was I didn't actually see what that one was. It was for at the power time. unit, I think. Or they it just they called unit. him in and boxed. Was it, was it what Grand Uso would have had had he been racing? Yeah, probably. yeah. Rousseau would have been about fifth, and then it'd be like, sorry, Joe, we yeah. have to retire. Got to retire again. And then of course, yeah, <laughs> Russell, Joe, and Albon all out of the Grand Prix there, which meant it was just the Canadians. Uh, who else didn't score? Ricardo and, so, and Sonoda, sorry, <laughs> running out of time with Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's got to come to an end surely at some point. Do we jump into driver of the day then, Jamie, or do we want to do your quiz first? I want to. I want to get the quiz. I want to see what you come let's, up with. But we've let's not discussed get the quiz done. Yeah. So if you, you seem to enjoy to, the trivia, yeah. If you enjoyed last week's show, obviously Jamie out of the blue gave me a quiz mid-show where I did pretty well until I made myself look like a moron and completely <laughs> forgot that I um, that three people currently in F1 have raced for Toro Rosso. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my timer ready for this. So is it? Oh, how 90, long have I got? Is it nine? I gave you a minute seconds? last week. We gave me a minute last week. Let me just. I forgot how to use a phone. Um, oh no. Let's let's get a timer up then. We're gonna go one minute on the clock. So I'm gonna read this out, Jamie. This is terrible. There so there are fourteen. At, so last week you. But I'm going fourteen hours. in a minute. Yeah, you got what to do, I had to do 15 in a minute last. Yeah, but week. I took a minute getting my timer up as well. What is this? Yeah, and. Okay. It doesn't matter. So, you have got to name me, and I, I feel like you should be able to get all of these, to be honest. Okay. You might miss one. <laughs> you have got to name me every nation that has won a Formula One world title, and even better if you can tell me how many each they've won. World title? In a minute. I can't do, I'm not doing the second part. I'll just do okay. the nations. Right. Three, two, okay. one, go. Right. Britain, Germany. Yep. yep. Uh, Spain. Yep. Uh, Finland. Yep. Uh, South Africa. Yep. New Zealand, Australia. Yep. Yep. That's seven. Uh, Italy. Yep. Argentina. Yep. Uh, where are we go next? Um, 
France, uh, Brazil. Yep. yep. That's 11. Yep. Um, you got two more. America. Yep. Um, Netherlands. Oh, dear. Yep. <laughs> that wasn't actually on my um, list. Sorry, you got one more. <laughs> one more. Yeah. Um, oh, no. One you got 20 more. seconds. You got 20 seconds. You got 20 plenty seconds. of time. This ages. has been okay. incredible. Okay. Oh, no. Did I say Canada? No. There we go. Oh, smashed seconds. It. He smashed it. <laughs> Fair play to you, you nerd. <laughs> yeah. You nailed that. I like came I said, in early with the South Africa because I was definitely going to forget about Jamie Schechter. I looked about it and I thought you'd probably forget New Zealand. But then Denny Chris Cole Amon. Always, No, not Chris Amon. Yeah, it wasn't Sorry. Chris Amon. It definitely wasn't Chris. No. Now, I always forget Denny Hume. Uh, Hume? Denny Hume. Hume, yeah. As an F1 champion. Fair play oh, to you. I can't believe I almost forgot Max. That would have been terrible. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't actually <laughs> on my list, so you could have got away with that. This, I must have accidentally yeah. found an old list. Cause, I There's mean, no way I'm doing the numbers. I mean, I can tell you Germany... Yeah, no, no, let's go 12. through it then. Let's, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. How old is this list? <laughs> this, <laughs> this list is not good that I've got. Right, let's let's go through it then quickly so you can try and guess okay. how many each one's got. We'll go for the Trivia part two after I smashed it. Exactly. Okay. So, South Africa. One. Yep. New Zealand. One. No. Yep. Is it one? Is yep. it how many? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's actually, I'm going to try and change up the order. Otherwise, obviously, just Yeah, there was be one, aren't they? Uh, Argentina. <laughs> Fangio got five, and I think that's it. Yep. Um, France. Four. How Gasly is Alain Prost still the only French world champion? Gasly hasn't won a championship yet, unfortunately. Mad, isn't it? Um, uh, let's go Italy. Oh, dear. Oh. Um, Farina got two. Anyone else won for Italy? Uh, no, we go with two. You're wrong. On all on? accounts there. Farina only ever got one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Ascari got two. two. Sorry, yeah, I got yeah. confused. So it's three then. Yeah. Um, That's close. Spain. Alonso, two. Yeah. Um, Germany, we already established, was 12. 12 even though my list says 11. 11, which is not Seven good. for Michael, four for Vettel, one for one Nico for Rosberg. Nico Rosberg. Uh, let's, let's go with it then. Silverstone. Oh, this is so old. Silverstone, you mean Britain? Britain, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is so oh old, my lord. That's a lot. Hamilton's got seven. Yeah. Not eight. Almost at eight. Um. Well, put it this way: my list says one. Oh dear. Oh, very dear. Um. <laughs> uh, what? The seven plus three for the Scottish guy, Jackie Stewart. <laughs> the Scottish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Two for Jim Clark, so that makes it twelve. Yeah. Mike Hawthorne. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. Um. John Surtees. Yeah. It's fourteen. Jack Brabham is Australian. Never mind. Yeah. Not <laughs> on my list. <laughs> um. Oh, Jensen. Jensen Button. Yeah. Is that f- how many was I on? Uh. So you're up to fifteen. Is that fifteen now? Let me just double check. Uh, yeah, 15 now. Anyone else British? Oh, Damon Hill, Nigel yeah. Mansell. Yeah. One each. Yeah. So that's 17. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely some more 60s ones. Oh, Jim. Um, oh, Rush Guy. Loudest friend. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> you can't remember his name. Jim. No, James Hunt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're forgetting one more. <laughs> one more. Um... 
Which made me chuckle because I thought you'd get this before. You oh, your this one. list is wrong, by the way. I didn't say Austria, did I? Yeah, you did. Did I? Wow, I smashed it. I thought you it. did. Perhaps you what didn't say Austria. Maybe I didn't say Austria. Perhaps I just go. gave you that. Who's point? the other English one? You should know this. I mean, this is bad. I mean, I'll, I can give you one hint and you'll get it immediately. So. If one oh, if... Graham. Graham. Yeah, no, he never won. Yeah, he did. did. He... Oh, he did. Championship. Yeah. Mr. Monaco. Yeah, I forgot. Um. Yeah, that's all of them. Where next? Is that all of them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all the British ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Canada. Only Jack. Yeah. Uh, Austria. Jochen Rint. Only one. No, Nicky Lauda. <laughs> Nicky Lauda, yeah. Three. Yeah. Forgot about that, so that's four. Yeah. Um, Finland. That's harder than people think. Uh, Keke. Yeah. Rosberg. Yeah. One. Yeah. Hakkinen, two. Yeah. And Kimi Raikkonen. Four or total four. Yes. I think that's all of them. Yep. Uh, this is a very long quiz. It is. Isn't it? It, yeah. So it's all right. I'm just quite impressed to be honest. USA. <laughs> that's harder as well. Um, Phil Hill was American. Yep. He won one. Andretti. Yep. Won two. No. Only one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is all is, of them. Is that all of them? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brazil. Senna won three. Yeah. Fittipaldi won three. And the man who shall not be named won two. Unfortunately, you've got your numbers the wrong way around there. Fittipaldi only ever won two. And the all man right, well, Han won, Han won a PK to Fittipaldi. And I'm the right. hand all of his, <laughs> I say, because Fittipaldi is a legend. And Enzo's doing all right as well. And Enzo's yesterday. not doing badly now, but I can say Fittipaldi's a legend because I ended up on iRacing with him once. And I tell you what... With from... Emerson? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just Why is he on iRacing? He was just in a practice session. No, that's brilliant, isn't it? He's in his that's 70s. So and I tell you what, he was still rapid. Like, yeah. Fair play to him. He was mad. Last but not least, then, Jamie. Australia, mate. Uh, I said Danny Hume. No, he's New Zealand, isn't he? Yeah. Who did I say earlier? Jack Brabham. Uh, yeah. And he's won three. Yeah. Is there any more? Yeah. Uh, not Bruce McLaren. Nope, uh, he was definitely a Kiwi and definitely never a world champion. Oh, yeah, person. that's true. Oh, who's the other one? I can't remember. You've named every other Formula One world champion. Have I actually? Okay, I'm getting this one as well then. Um, Colin, you should know this one. Why should I know this one? Because he had, well, I mean, I could give you a big hint that would basically tell you immediately. Australian. Um, yeah. Jack Brabham. No, I said Jack Brabham. Yeah, three times now. <laughs> yeah, three times once for each of his championships. Um, this gentleman only ever won one world title. Oscar Piastri. Uh, no, he's going to be a three-time world champion at the very least. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, this is awful. I, the thing is, I give you one hint, you'll get it immediately. Okay, do it. I give up. One in a car after his own name. Does that help me? It should. Uh, yeah, I'm just going back to Jack Brabham again. No. Wait, unless I've got that wrong. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I've i lost it. Let me just double check that I hadn't got my fact wrong for you. This quiz has been going on for like 10 minutes. It has, but it's been a very fun quiz. Um, yeah, no, ignore my fact for you. What if I tell you he... Won his world title for 
Williams. Like Van Wall or something. Oh, Williams. Um, oh, that's late. Oh, oh, it's 1980. Alan Jones. Yes! That are on well my little done. F1 champion quizzes. I always forget about him. Do so, you? See, mine's always yeah. Denny Hulme. Yeah. No, nah, I always get Hume. I don't forget. I never get Alan Jones. There we go. There you go. So my thing of he won the car after his own name. His yeah, own the Jones F1 wrong. team. <laughs> yeah, it was was wrong, unfortunately. Um, but we'll, we'll gloss over that. Right, so that you had, was... You had one bit of trivia for us and you got it wrong. Yeah, it wasn't... I was meant to throw you off. That was my master plan. <laughs> um, right, should we actually get back to the proper show quickly? Yeah. Let's do... <laughs> Uh, I mean, neither of us want to do it this week. <laughs> oh, no. Let's do know, our F1 2022 fantasy review. Yeah. And oh, we kind of, we basically Lord. had the same team. Yeah, yeah. We, we kind of both thought we were going to be sensible for the rest of the year and end up with pretty much the same team. And safe to say, that shafted us both royally. Mm. Jamie, so... how many points did you score this week? <laughs> I did not break triple figures. Nor did 82. I. Oh, you scored more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Even on that week, I'm still scoring oh. more than you take it. I yeah. scored 81. Oh, one point, get done. I'm guessing you had... What did you have? I had Albon instead of... Who did you have? Magnussen. No, I had Magnussen as well. Uh, Bottas. Ah. So yeah, I got I minus still... eight and you got minus nine. I still don't know how you managed to get Bottas in your team and I can only afford Albon, but hey-ho. Stonks. Because uh, everything money. else is the same, isn't it? Yeah, we both got K-Mag, who got didn't do too badly, actually, but got beat by his teammate. Uh, Verstappen, who, of course, got screwed. Russell, who, of course, got screwed. Leclerc, who, of course, got screwed. And Alpine, <laughs> who screwed themselves. <laughs> Uh, I so think we're well, looking good until Arcon just broke down, which yes, is very unfortunate. Yeah. However, my risky team banged it. <laughs> 187 <laughs> points. Wow. That must I have Ricardo, who was useless, as always. Sainz, race winner, 49 points throughout the board. Pierre Gasly, who got murdered. Alonso, 74 points as my turbo. <clears throat> Hamilton, 39 points. And Aston Martin for another 26. So I got two drivers on the podium and one that finished just outside the podium turboed for 187 points i really want to know where that ranked me this week almost up to 1500 members in our league top scorer this week 1500 Uh, 4500 sorry top scorer was jack racing 55 with 277 so you weren't that close to the i was nowhere near yeah um who megged leclerc unfortunately Uh, turbo perez had science and alonso and ferrari and bottas who got minus eight so it was I mean, it could have got a lot better, but he's still top scorer of the week. So fair play to Jack. Uh, we've got Ion P uh, in second. Uh, was it a similar team? He's actually mega, so he must have done better. Yeah, Science Turbo, Perez, Alonso, Norris, Vettel, Ferrari. So all That's doing very well. Team. Yeah, fair I play. Nailed that. Uh, a guy from Panama in third place. Fair play, uh, Bruno G. Uh, JDK Racing in in joint third with Laura as well. And the Spanish Armada in jo- oh, loads of people in joint third. Uh, then we've got another Mega Driver in seventh with Unfallen with Ibrahim. Who, who's you, Mega? Oh, Perez. Fair play. That worked out. Um, yeah, not too bad for him, but 108 points from the Mega Driver is always helpful. Um, then we've got Jordi P, Eduardo G, and Juan B. All the Spaniards. Five Spaniards in the top ten. Wow, doing Carlos Because they Brown. all had Alonso and Sainz. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's, tr- that's true. Um, yeah, doing very well. If you got top ten, very well done. 
Uh, me and Matt I... <laughs> did not. I just looked. Offense. We must have come 3,800th this week in a league of nice. 4,500 yeah, people. That not the best. So bad. <laughs> My meme team came 1,007th, and I thought I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Let's have a look then, Jamie, at our top 10 overall at this point of the season. So 10 races. Can you believe we're 10 races in? Oh, use your season. turbo. Use a mega, sorry. I can still use my mega. Yeah, I'm going to use my mega this week. Uh, Larry T is still on top with 2,153. Mansell's moustache, though, Max T, level with him, has not used his mega driver. Max, if you are watching this, use your mega this weekend, mate. You don't want to lose it because you are going to be, if you don't bottle it, way out in front. Scuderia Wickham with Tim in P3 still on 2,116 points. They're ahead of Lord of the Wings by Jack S. Then we've got a couple of Americans. Carlos there with Ferrari Masterplan ahead of Burnaby uh, with Rafferty Motorsports. Tay B from India with Tay 2 team in P7. And then we've got Gavin D, Ross, uh, Rosie, Rossi, Rosie, Rosie V. And then Z- that is the coolest name in the world. Someone in our league is literally called Zonda. That's very cool. Well the, done to your parents. Well done, Zonda. Fair play. <laughs> give your parents a pat on the back for giving them a cool name uh, in P10 there. And yeah, give yourself one a pat on the back. You know, top 10 still in the in the most competitive fantasy league in the world. Yeah, um, confirmed. We, we yeah, have I'm, taken some have look, I am 805th, so I'm clinging on to top 1k. We take that. Are you? I am not, yeah. I don't think. But I've still got a Mega Drive to use. I am 1.8k. Wow. That's bad. A thousand places. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm, what, how many points are you on? Uh, overall, Yeah. 1756. Oh, so if I nail my Mega Drive, I could be right back with you then. I'm only like 120 points back. Announce Max DNF next week. Oh, you better not. <laughs> better not. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll again, we'll obviously do a bit of a look towards next week. Jamie! Do you want to run us through our prediction recap from last week? Yeah, which I'm still... I, I've tapered off a little bit compared to early season where I was smashing everything, but I'm still 12 points ahead of Matt. I'm on 38, Matt's on 26. Uh, yeah, we, we predicted fairly safely uh, for Silverstone, so I went for a Leclerc pole with a Leclerc win followed by Verstappen Hamilton. Uh, and you went for a Verstappen pole, a Verstappen win, followed by Leclerc and Hamilton. So unfortunately, the only thing we predicted the same was the only thing that did happen. <laughs> so Hamilton P3 for us both got us two points, and nothing, obviously Leclerc and Verstappen. Neither got pole and neither got on the podium. So no points outside of that. So two each, uh, which makes the overall scores up to 40 for me and 28 for Matt. Wonderful. Oh, I feel like Carol Vorderman. You, do you? You? I, yeah. I really worry if you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what an odd statement from Jack. I'm definitely going to one shot that. <laughs> Someone please clip that. Um, oh dear. I guess then, Jamie, our final question in what has been a very bumper episode just from Silverstone is, I mean, let's be fair, it's a 10 out of 10, isn't it, this weekend? Race least, rating. At least oh, a nine and a half race rating. Uh, I'll give it a nine point five. I think yeah, actually. nine and a half is fair. Could have because been improved. It's but not, not I think ten out of ten has to be like race of the decade. Uh it has to be the like one thing, Canada eleven or something yeah, like that. The one thing we kinda lacked was the race win was never really in question, seriously. I wish it was for a lot of the afternoon. Between Science and Leclerc a bit, but then yeah, but even Hamilton Yeah. Could have been I never really bought into Hamilton 
winning. The, the thing fair. is, with that race, is th- a lot of different things could have happened that would have also made it very exciting. Whether there mm. had been a safety car at a certain point or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. we still had a very exciting race. Yeah, yeah, it was a brilliant race. But absolutely. the safety car restart, science kind of drove off. If, if there was a bit of fight for the lead as well, then absolutely. But, but again, you know, not every race is going to have a fight for the win. And it did early exactly. on, so I think we can take that. Yeah, like we mentioned though a couple of weeks ago, of course, if, you, if you're if you still somehow listening, well over an hour and ten <laughs> minutes in, um, really thankful actually this week that we haven't decided to do an Austria preview as well. And what we're going to do is we're going to come back either Wednesday, sorry, Thursday or Friday. We're going to do an Austria preview show separate separately. You know, we kind of don't want these shows to get, you know, way past the hour and a half mark. Um, so yeah, we're going to try and split it up during double race weekends, you know, give you guys some more podcasts as well. Uh, Jamie, though, anything else to add from this week? Well, we haven't done our drive of the day. We have not done a drive of the day, have we? <laughs> How have we completely forgot about that? I have no idea, but I would give it to your mate Sergio Perez. I, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's signed. He's got my. I've got his signature on my hat. Showing exactly. that up to the camera now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he got the official day. one as well. He, he did, obviously he came back from seventeenth to second. So, yeah, either him or science was really the debate. I think. Yes, yeah, I think Hamilton as well definitely deserves a good shout out. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, no, really, really exciting race throughout, and yeah, what a weekend from Silverstone goes to show. You know, the old school circuit. You know, you don't need a fast street track. You don't need any silly gimmicks. You just need a proper Formula One race circuit with a bit of prestige that they all want to win at. And fair play to Carlos Sainz. I think he definitely, yeah, deserves a shout towards driver of the day as well. Uh, I'm just having a quick look to see if there's any news. Um, Not that I see. I, so I've just seen Rossi trending, and I thought it was um, Valentino Rossi for a second there. Maybe he'd done something like come back to MotoGP, but I don't think it is. I think it's Alexander Rossi. So, wow, the last American to win an F2 before uh, this weekend in Logan Sargent. Yes, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Um, yeah, so have, have, have we done, Jamie, do we think? Have we, have we wrapped up this show? I think we're show? done. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, yeah, Apologies to Trivia and I was so long, but Matt's question was big. We, we got down a so. rabbit hole, so I think <laughs> we can be pretty pretty happy that one. Um, but yeah, thank you all, as always, so much for listening. You know, I want to give another shout out again you know, to, first of all, you know, Bybit and Red Bull. Uh, I'm probably going to try and do a separate video at some point over the next week or so, you know, with sort of all my clips and stuff from the weekend, but just an absolutely insane experience, you know, one that I will never, ever forget. And of course, you know, that also wouldn't be possible without all you guys watching, not only, of course, the podcast, but also, you know, the other videos, everything like that. So, yeah, I cannot thank you guys enough. You know, 64K we've just ticked over at the time of recording. You know, 100K is the goal by the end of the year. We've got big big things coming up you know not only with the podcast but a lot of things on the channel so thank you all so much for watching slash listening make sure you give the uh, the spotify a follow as well down below you know it really does help us out and we will return hopefully then later on this week ready to preview the austrian grand prix <laughs>